the boards and out. Race for the puck. Here is Yarncroft for the empty net. He scores! This is how legends are made. This is how legends are made. These matchups are how legends are made in the NHL. Welcome in, Predators fans, to yet another preview of the second game of a home-and-home home between the Nashville Predators and the St. Louis Blues here in Smashville tonight at 7 o'clock at the Bridgestone Arena. I am Sam Fleming, contributor and broadcaster and host of the Outside Smashville podcast on Penalty Box Radio. Getting you set for a game that might have some bad blood in it, as I'll get to that point at the end, as many of you may know what is going on currently between the Predators and the Blues, but what should be yet another exciting matchup. The Predators snapped a six-game losing skid against the Blues at Enterprise Center on Saturday night, a big 4-2 to win uh, with goals from... Philip Forsberg, 20 seconds in. Matthias Eckholm, Colton Sissons, and then Callie Yarncrock sealed it with an empty netter. And that was a big win for the Predators to get back on track against a team that's currently atop the Central Division still. As we get into the standings, the, the Preds now moved up to 5th in the Central Division, tied on points with the Blackhawks, still have a game, uh, a game in hand over Chicago, but a better goal differential uh, by 5 over the Blackhawks. The Preds at 10-9-3 for 23 points. They sit currently... Five points behind the Colorado Avalanche are actually on a two-game losing skid. So it's very much in reach for the Predators, but they've got to build off the success to try to start clawing their way back up the Central Division. I know it's early in the season, but we've got to get some progress going because the St. Louis Blues still sit ahead of the Predators by 10 points. They are in 24 games played, 14-5-5 and for 33 points. They're 6-2-2 in their last two, uh, 10 games. But don't look now, they might have a challenger behind them. The Dallas Stars, who the Preds play in the Winter Classic, 14-8-2, and not to mention 9-0-1 in their last 10 games on a six-game winning streak. So there's not much really to go over in terms of the preview of the stats since this is a home-and-home, and and the last time out for both these teams was between each other. I'll go through the stats quickly. The top three scores still haven't changed for either team after the last game. However, Roman Yossi continues to be a point-per-game player. Uh, In 22 games played, seven goals, 15 assists for 22 points. Uh, Ryan Ellis picked up a point finally. It had been a little bit since we'd seen Ellis on the score sheet. Uh, three goals, 15 assists f- uh, for 18 points in 22 games played. Duchesne also added an assist as well. Uh, six goals, 11 assists for 17 points in 21 games played. And the one thing I got to say about Ellis and Yossi, combined between them, plus 15 this year. So nice to see um, them doing well, uh, continuing to hold down the defense for the Predators, both offensively and defensively. I thought the defense had a great game last time out. Uh, for the Blues, 
Nothing's changed either. Uh, David Perron tops the team. 10 goals, 12 assists for 22 points in 24 games played. Braden Shin just down below him in 24 games played. Shin has 11 goals, 10 assists for 21 points. And then Ryan O'Reilly, as I mentioned, my player to watch last game for the Blues. The Con Smythe winner uh, in 24 games played. 5 goals, 15 assists for 20 points. So those are the top 3 leading scores for each team. We'll get to the goalies. Last time out, the juice was cut loose and he had a phenomenal game. Uh, UC Saros picking up his second win of the season. Well deserved. Well earned for number 74. 2-2 uh, Two five and one with a three point two zero goals against average and a point eight nine one save percentage. So definitely a much better game from Soros. Pecarine eight four and two still with a three point zero six goals against average and a point eight eight nine save percentage. I don't know which way blue, the Blues will go. Uh, we'll get to their goalies in a minute, but I would be rest assured Pecarine might get between the pipes tonight. Um, I'd like to see some more of Soros because it seems like he's found something and we hope he can continue that. Let's hope Pecorine can get that going as well. For the Blues, I, I like I said, even though he took the loss, I thought Jordan Bennington played really well last game for them. 11-4-4 uh, with a 2.23 goals against average and a .926 save percentage. Jake Allen's the backup at 3-1-1 with a 3.19 goals against average and a .893 save percentage. Um, I don't know if they trust Allen enough like that they like they do uh, Jordan Bennington. I would not be shocked if they go with Bennington yet again, even though it is kind of considered a home-and-home home close together. I, I still think you'll see Bennington probably between the pipes and Smashville. So, my players to watch tonight. Um, last game, I picked Philip Forsberg. He had a goal to start the game. Played really well. Um... For the Blues, I picked Ryan O'Reilly. He had a couple good chances, including getting denied a couple times out in front by uh, UC Soros. So, who are my players to watch tonight? To start for the St. Louis Blues, I'm actually going to go with a defenseman. I'm going to go with a guy who had a power play goal against the Predators in that last game, Alex Petrangelo. He's had a really good season offensively. He's not known as truly an offensive defenseman. Uh, he's more of kind of that stay-at-home, does set up a lot of plays. He's been more of a guy that you see getting a lot more assists and not as many goals. But so far this season, six goals and 13 assists and 10 power play points. Uh, the captain of the Blues, number 27. I like Petrangelo and how he's played this year. So I'm going to keep my eyes on Petrangelo tonight. Uh, Alex Petrangelo, number 27 for St. Louis. And for the Predators, well... I've, I've been starting to repeat players time now, uh, now and again because we have gotten into so many of these previews. Um, but I'm going to go with Cal Yarncroft yet again. Uh, eight goals, seven assists for 15 points, 22 games played. I like what Yarncroft's doing. Um, he's had a really good year. I think this has been one of his best starts that he's had in a Predators jersey. He's seeming to fit really well wherever they put him uh, whatever line that may be, whether it's with Duchesne or Forsberg or uh, Duchesne and Granlin. I, I think Yarncroft has looked really good. He did have a nice power play goal in that loss to Vancouver. He's quietly been a 
good power play weapon for the Predators on that second unit. So I, I'm looking at it, and I like what Yarncroft did in that game even before the empty net goal. So I'm going to go with Cal Yarncroft, number 19 for the Predators, is my player to watch. Um, so Alex Petrangelo for the Blues, Cal Yarncroft for the Predators. So I know we all have our thoughts, and it's time to address a point that did happen in that game. And I talked about the bad blood earlier, and will we see it? fondle over tonight in Smashville between these two teams. In case you missed it or you haven't seen it on social media, early in the game, the Preds went up 2 to nothing pretty quick. They got a power play. David Perron went to the box. Victor Arvidsson was out in front of the net battling away, and he gets shoved clearly behind, cross-checked, by Robert Bertuzzo, and his head hits the post, or the crossbar. They immediately raise the arm on Bertuzzo. As you may see in the video, he turns and looks at the ref and and asks, what did I do wrong? Well, after he does that, he turns back around, puts two hands on his stick while RV is on the ice, cross-checks Arvidsson in the back, not an additional call. He only gets two minutes, and he's sent off. Arvidsson did not return to the game after that, and it was announced today that he will miss four to six weeks with a lower body injury for the Predators, one of their best players on their top line. Meanwhile, Robert Bortuzzo had a phone hearing today with the NHL Department of Player Safety. And was only given four games. Now, I'm not going to go off on a tangent too much. But four games? That's a disgrace, if you ask me. Bortuzzo, if if you've seen in the past, and Islanders fans may know this. He cross-checked Brock Nelson in a very similar way in mid-ice on the back about three or four times. I'm not sure if he got suspended for that. I didn't look at the details fully. But there's no place for that in hockey. And I, I was very shocked when that happened that they only give him one penalty and then he gets only a four-game suspension. And, I, and I, I've got to give credit to where credit is due. Um, a big thank you to uh, Johnny DeSilveria, uh, who's a big Preds fan. He was talking to me a little bit. Uh, he mentioned that usually the norm for phone hearings is they only get about four games, which is disappointing. And I think this is a call to player safety. I know hockey's a tough game. You're going to get knocked around out in front of the net. We've seen that with Arvidsson in the past. He likes to get to the dirty area out in front. He's not afraid to battle. He's not afraid to be a little bit of an agitator for the Predators. But when you cross-check a defenseless player twice in front of the net, that's worthy of more than four games. And even Jordan Bennington took a shot at him in the head and didn't get called. 
but that's that's beside the point. It, we're focused on the Bortuzzo side of this and only getting four games. Thankfully, the NHL the player safety did suspend him. And, and I think that that's good that they did follow through. He did get a four-game suspension on the hit to Nelson. And Nelson's was very similar. And the, and the bad thing is it's in a bad area where Bortuzzo cross-checked him in the neck and the back area, right where the spine is. And that's dangerous. My first and foremost comment is best wishes to Victor Arvidsson. Um, I hope he is able to recover towards that four-week timetable, which would put him mid-December coming back for the Predators. The six weeks would put him back into 2020. I I hope he can be back soon. I'd love him to be back for the Winter Classic especially. Um, but in terms of Robert Bortuzzo, I hope, I hope he learns his lesson because he's a, he's a bottom-pairing defenseman. And the Blues, this is their style of game under Craig Berube, who is a very physical player in his own right in the NHL. And I'm not a huge fan of David Perron either, and he's that kind of player. But he gets under the other team's skin, and he still produces a lot of offense. And, you know, Bortuzzo's two cross-checks look deliberate, and and he only gets four games for that. And I was listening to Austin Watson's post-game interview and you could hear the irritation in Watson's voice, but he took the high road and said, you know, it was a defenseless player on the ice. He got called for it. Nothing we can do about it. We let the NHL handle it. And I, and I think that's been the mindset. And I've seen a lot of fans from other teams, Dallas Stars fans, Bruins fans, Sharks fans, you name it, who are uh, tweeting well wishes to Arvidsson, which is Really classy, and I appreciate those fans. I've even seen some St. Louis Blues fans who have said that they're, they have no wish for that, and they do not want to see that in hockey at all. And I appreciate that too. But this is a call mainly to player safety on their phone hearings when a player is in violation or injures a player that's deemed to be needing of a review by the Department of Player Safety. Because that, to me, with Arvidsson being out four to six weeks and Bertuzzo only getting four games, I, I, I think he should have at least gotten 10, if not 20, or until Arvidsson returns. And I know there's some Blues fans who might you know, say you're a homer, but let me let me be honest with you. If there was a Preds player who did that and the roles were reversed, I, I would say the same thing because it's disgusting. It really is. We don't need that in hockey. Sure, there's been people who said fighting needs to be taken out of the game. I disagree with that. But cross-checks to the back in the neck, spine, and head area of, on defenseless players, that needs to go. And I think there needs to be longer suspensions for that reason, not just because of Bortuzzo. I mean, there's been plays like that in the past. If you may remember Todd Bertuzzi's incident back in, I think, 2004 with the call against the Colorado Avalanche that knocked that player out of the NHL for the rest of his career because he took a shot to the back of the head. You know, Rafi Torres has been 
a notable offender for stuff like that. But Bertuzzo, being a repeat offender, already getting four games for a similar incident, I, I think he should have gotten longer. And this is a call to player safety to look into this for the future, for future instances, incidents, that these suspensions need to be longer. But I don't want that to take away from the game tonight because it should be another great matchup. I thought the game on Saturday was the best the Preds have looked maybe all season. And I, I tweeted out an interesting fact. In their 10 wins this season, they're averaging 4.7 goals per game in wins. And they haven't scored less than three in a victory this season. That's a pretty impressive stat line. And so the offense has been on on point during their wins. They're going to have to come across some battles against teams that it will come out to be defensive slugfests. And this could be a perfect example tonight. St. Louis still has some really great, good defenders. And Petrangelo and Colton Perenko. I know Justin Falk really hasn't fit in well with that team as well. Again, the guy who was highly coveted as a trade target in the offseason from the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, he just he hasn't fit in St. Louis at all. And I'm kind of shocked about that. But I think it should be a great matchup. You might see a lot more physicality in this game. Who knows? Does Laviolette start his enforcer line? I thought Olivier looked really good with Austin Watson. His best game as a Pred in his short time up here. I think he's starting to gel with the team. And it will be interesting to see who slots into that lineup. I'm thinking it's going to be Kyle Turris back in the lineup with Arvidsson out. And I hope they give Turris a shot because he deserves a chance to be back in that lineup. So, again, sorry to run off on the Bortuzzo-Arvidsson incident. I just wanted to get my thoughts out there. But should be a great matchup tonight at the Bridgestone Arena. Uh, Predators and Blues, 7 o'clock Central Time. If you're going to the game, should be a fun one. Uh, I'll definitely try to keep my eyes on it. I do have some Gene Ash uh, practice tonight to attend to, but I'll try to get back to the game as quick as possible and uh, watch it a little bit. But I've got one last thing to say, and I always say this. Keep positive on the this Preds fans. Make sure to give your support to Victor Arvidsson and go Preds. Let's do it again tonight.